0: Thank you. Welcome to get another episode. You know who we are by now. We don't really have to announce ourselves, but if you don't, I'm your host, Angie, and I'm sitting alongside my lovely co-host, Kimberly, and today's episode is going to be about all things snow winter mainly traveling in the snow yes the snow is beautiful to look at but not always so fun to travel in and we're going to discuss that today
1: yeah there's lots of things that we have to deal with with traveling in the snow that drivers don't really think about or people don't think about um there are people who do navigate through snow that have to get places that do walk or have guide dogs and we're gonna tell you all about it how uh we do things and in those conditions
0: yeah absolutely so first things first like anything you bundle up you wear your you know layers winter coat some good boots some good gloves a good hat sometimes a good uh face covering like a um balaclava if you have one for like really cold harsh winters. Ugh, yeah. Um oh my gosh. Just when I mentioned that like I remember in Minneapolis, honestly, when I was in training, that was like one of the coldest winters ever. And we obviously we had to go out in the snow. We had to travel, you know. Travel wasn't going to stop because of snow. You know, you still had to get out there. Um, so, I ended up getting a, like, face covering on Amazon. Well, it's actually, like, for skiing. Like, if you wear a skiing helmet, it goes over your helmet. But I think I bought, I got the one that doesn't go over your helmet. Um, and it's really fuzzy. It's, like, faux fur. Very fuzzy. And... It really, really did a nice job at keeping my face warm.
1: Yeah, uh, I started out in January in training, and it was so hard being a beginner traveling in the snow. Oh my gosh, did I have frustrating days.
0: I bet. Oh man, I was lucky I started in the fall when it was nice out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, not. It was hard for me to find the openings to the sidewalk. So I'd just like climb over the snowdrifts and just be like, whatever. Cause I had layers on and we had, uh, we'd wear snow pants every yep. day, like the yep. bus. And uh, to stay warm, cause travel class was a long time. It wasn't just like walking down the block. And so, yeah, like you mentioned, we had to really stay, stay. Bundled up, and one of the instructors called me hill climber because I would just like climb over the snowdrifts to the sidewalk. I'd be like, "Screw it, I don't know where it is." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um,
1: yeah, and when it was really cold, we'd just go through the skyway. Nice. Or what was it? I walk something like that. Yeah, we go to the bus. Freeze. And then go through the Skyway and do indoor travel that way.
0: Yeah, I think I only went through the Skyway maybe, like, once or twice. But it wasn't during the winter months, I don't think. Yeah, my instructor, <laughs> he's, he was more of, like, a, you know, we're going to get out and do this type of thing. Like, we're actually doing it, you know. He wasn't going to yeah. give out handouts. He wasn't going to, none of that. No. So we were going to brave he- it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because when we have to go somewhere, we have to go somewhere. It's just, it's not Mm -hmm. like we can call into work and be like, sorry. Oh, I'm
0: not going in today. I mean, unless you're like snowed in to the point where like you can't get out your door, right? I get that because that's everybody, even people who drive. Like, if their car's snowed in, then, you know, they're sol Like,
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, um... No, but yeah, I um, I remember being very nervous, like, traveling when there was ice, and the cool trick that yeah. I learned was to shuffle your feet,
1: Oh. you know, and like, kind
0: of, like, walk like a penguin, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, okay, now do you do that, how do you know there's ice before you do that? Because I know you wouldn't walk like that.
0: Well, I mean, your king tells you.
1: Okay. Now, how would tell our listeners how our cane would tell us? Like, does it slide? Yeah, more? your cane
0: slides, yeah.
1: Okay, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I remember walking down a block and the ice was like cracking under our feet. Mm. And so I was thinking of that song, like, walking on, walking on broken glass. <laughs> as mm-hmm. I was walking <laughs> oh boy could I could go on and on about stories and travel class but that would take all day
0: mm-hmm. no but yeah I learned how to shuffle my feet to walk on ice basically it's hard but you know yeah. and obviously like before I know it you know like I what I what I do and I still do this I've always done this like I would slide my cane to see if it was slippery and like if it was like when I would slide it and it would like glide really easily I'm like okay I know it's slippery
1: okay um mm-hmm.
0: like what do you do
1: I just tap it back and forth and I don't remember that trick so I think maybe from now on I sh- I
0: what shuffling gonna... your feet that's what I learned in training but I just would slide my cane to like find out like if that surface was icy, that's something that I've always done.
1: Okay. Now, do you slide it as you're walking instead of tapping it? Like, all the time?
0: No. No. Okay. I tap my cane most yeah, of the too. time, right? But, like, in the snow, you know what I mean? Just because it's, like, it's, it's uh, you know, it's hard to tap it when there's so much, you know, when there's so much snow. Yeah. So I just, like that residue on the yeah on the the tip. tip yeah yeah though someone someone taught me this technique and I can't remember what it's called but you would like tap and slide it and it was like really good for like getting around in the snow and I don't remember okay who came up with it or what but I remember learning that
1: that's awesome I know, like with the canes that have the red tip, you can put that like ball on the end, and it gets through snow easier. I used to use those canes before the straight canes. Oh, the and stuff. Tech canes. Yeah, you can change the tips and stuff. And there's a tip that's a ball instead of like the pencil tip or the
0: the marshmallow.
1: Uh, yeah, marshmallow. Um, there's a ball and it's it just kind of oh it's rolled. the rolling tip right obvious yeah yeah it's the rolling tip and that one is really good through snow oh wow you kind of plow right through it it's
0: kind mm-hmm. of cool that's awesome I like my metal tip
1: yeah I like both they're good I just don't like when people don't shovel oh
0: stays. that is so annoying
1: I get that people have lice honestly I do and I get that it's cold and you don't want to shovel or you work nine to five and then you have a family and stuff I get that most cities have a city ordinance where they you're supposed to shovel within 24 hours of the snow falling and I can't tell you businesses are the worst when it comes to not shoveling unfortunately Mm that I've come across yep but They're always, they're busy too. But on the same token, it's hard for us. We're traveling, okay? You want us to come to our business, shovel your sidewalk. Mm Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're just um, tromping through like six inches of snow. And it's like, would you want to be doing that? Mm -mm. You know? And we don't always go out. I'm not going to go out and put snow pants on just to walk two blocks.
0: Oh, I know. I know. You know what? I haven't even... Since I've been back from training, I haven't even, like, worn my snow pants at all.
1: Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, listeners who are not visually impaired who are listening to this uh, or who have families or, you know, any of those instances, uh, just think about us needing to go somewhere and why would we wear snow pants if we're going to an appointment or something? Uh, Think about how difficult it is for a pedestrian to walk through the snow and then suddenly Blind or not,
0: there's people who don't drive that prefer to walk.
1: Right. Well, speaking of driving, I wanted to mention, okay, there's this argument or, like, debate. Okay, so I get this. There's a debate on lots of people who drive say, you know, you're lucky you don't drive because there's a lot of expenses that go into driving. There's insurance, there's wear and tear on the car, there's the car, there's, you know, if you break down in, all of that. And so I don't think as blind people, sometimes we don't take that into account or think about that. And now there's cars where you can like, you know, start it up. Ahead of time. And oh, so you yeah. It,
0: they have the, um, warm. what is it called? I know my, my, like the auto start. I know my parents have that on their cars.
1: Yeah. And now here, there's seats that warm and cool. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You can also get the steering wheel that is warm, is heated. Oh, and wow. And it's like, man, you got, you know, you're pimping, like, That's awesome. And so I find myself envious because then there's us who have to tromp through the snow, as we just mentioned, or stand and wait at the bus stop, huddled up. The bus might be late. We might've missed the bus and just freezing people who drive. All they have to do is walk to their car. True. But then again,
0: they say that driving in the snow like sucks
1: yeah exactly exactly so there's that debate you know so there's good and bad things on both sides
0: mm-hmm.
1: so tell us about uh bus travel versus guide dog travel
0: oh cane travel versus guide dog travel yeah um you know so with the cane obviously it's tactile feedback um, you know, you really have to just use your cane to, you know, get through snow and find out if there's ice and stuff like that. So, with a dog, I mean, we've, we've talked about the cane a little bit, right? Um, with a dog, it's a bit different, obviously, because you don't have tactile feedback. Um, and... So you don't only have to be bundled up, but your dog has to be bundled up. Because they're a living, breathing creature. You know, yes, they are medical equipment. Yes, they are a mobility tool. But your guide dog is also a living, breathing creature. So they have to wear their winter coat and their booties for the snow because (laughs) salt. Um... You know the salt that people put down for the ice and stuff like that, that can mm-hmm. burn their paws.
1: And if it's below zero, like it has been here in Wisconsin yep. lately,
0: yep, your dogs' really paws can freeze. Bad yeah. In that for a
1: long yep. Time. Exactly.
0: So, um, the dogs are trained to wear boots in the snow. In the snow, or like, so not only that, not only just in snow, but like in hot. Hot pavement, you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the boots are used for, for both winter and summer when it's really hot, when the ground is really hot. But, yeah, they're... Oh,
1: I can imagine.
0: Yeah, so they're um trained to walk in booties. They're also trained to... Obviously, they're trained to stop for elevation and stuff like that. Um, But, uh, like... I'm going to give you an example. So, like, Draco, Draco slows down when there's ice. You know, oh. like, he'll stop to show me oh, there's ice, and, like, he will we'll go through it, and he'll slow down. He slows down in the snow also. Like, he walks slower. He doesn't, you know, because I, I ask him to, you know. I have to remind him to walk slower because of the snow. He will show me if there's, like, a snowbank. I taught him how to do this you know okay um i'll be like okay show me you know um he will go around like little patches of snow there's like a little patch of snow on the sidewalk um you know stuff like that really so it's more so like they're still going around obstacles and uh things like that it's it's really nice you know, it's really different and it's really nice for me to travel with a dog in the snow just because, like, he, he'll, he you know, he'll let me know. Like, he'll stop if there's, to let me know, oh, there's a nice patch or, like, and, you know, we'll walk, he'll walk slow and stuff like that, which is great. Um, but, yeah, I know traveling in snow with a guide dog is very different versus traveling in like nicer weather like the spring, summer.
1: You're not like booking it in the winter. No,
0: no. No. At least you know, at least for me, I'm cautious when it comes to in the winter, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Draco, I know if it were if it were him, he would love to book it, but I'm like, "Hey, no, wait a minute. Uh-uh, cuz if if I fall down on the ice, you're coming down with me." So, but he, he does a very good job. Um, and so, yeah, even if it's like winter out, you know, even if it's, if it's cold, I still go out with him, you know, unless it's like freezing temps where like, it's not safe for any of us to go out, you know? But yeah, if I have to go out with him, I will, you know, like I've I've gone out with him in the snow here and we've done walks and stuff like that because I need to practice walking with him in the snow. He has to learn how to walk in the snow. He has to practice how to guide me in the snow. So.
1: Yeah, it's important. And it's important to get them out every day mm and stuff. Yep. Try to, anyway. Yes. Well, what I don't like about, like... The snow in traveling, uh, I don't know how dogs would navigate this, but you know how when the snow plow comes along and they like throw the snow in front of the opening to the road from the sidewalk and you pretty much have to like climb over that because there's not, it's not shoveled typically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I hate that. And I used to complain about that. Like, why don't people shovel that? Why don't people shovel that? But I was reminded that the snowplow comes along like at a regular intervals, typically. And so people or businesses don't get out to shovel that opening all the time and so we have to bear in mind that when we're crossing the street we have to get out of the way of the traffic and try to climb over those snow drifts to get to the sidewalk because those aren't shoveled because the plow came through hmm so what would a guide dog do to navigate that
0: like if somebody didn't shovel their stone
1: yeah, like if the opening was was packed with snow from the road to the sidewalk. Mm. Like if it wasn't shoveled through, there was no opening to the sidewalk to the road because because there's snow there that you have to climb. You know what I mean?
0: I haven't. If you don't, I haven't that. gone through that. Like, I mean, I'm a first time handler, so like. I haven't experienced that yet. But maybe my assumption is maybe they'll try to get you around it as safely as possible. Like yeah, I, would, I, I would I would imagine that they would get you around, you know, to to obviously get to the sidewalk. At least that's what I think.
1: Yeah, because they're not gonna just stop in the street.
0: No. I mean, guide dogs are trained to do, like, sidewalkless travel when there isn't a sidewalk. So I'm assuming, yep. you know, and they're trained to, like, go around a parked vehicle and stuff like that, so.
1: Right, yep. I remember being trained doing that, too. I've had to go through mud and muck and stuff to get around construction on sidewalks and stuff. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Puddles, those aren't fun either, trying to navigate puddles with a cane.
0: I know. Draco goes around puddles and does not let me step in them.
1: That's awesome. I, I find them with my feet.
0: I've done it too when I was a cane user.
1: It's hard to find them
0: with a cane. Oh, I know.
1: So I, when it's raining and stuff, I wear boots anyway. Like even, like my snow boots. And people might think, why do they have boots on when it's like 50 degrees? So I don't have wet feet by the time I get to where I need to go.
0: Oh, I wear rain boots when it's raining. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't have those, but that's that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Got to get me some of those.
0: Yes, you should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, it's probably hard for you with being... Um, oh I can't think
0: uh light sensitive like having light sensitivity yeah Yeah. yes yeah (laughs) I have some light sensitivity so like in the winter time it's very bright you know when it's sunny and when it's snowing like when there's snow like it's it's so bright and
1: and it's it's hard to see yeah I hate that I love that it's sunny but white against brightness is just blinding yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so what I do is I always carry sunglasses with me
1: nice yeah um
0: and you know they're always in my person um you know regardless of like situation, they're, they're always going to be in, like, a purse or a backpack, um, you know, just in case if I were to
1: need them. So, the same thing applies in the winter. See, I... For me, the more... The brighter, the better. But I do have that issue with the... With it being really bright. Right. At the snow.
0: Right, right, which... You know, again, for me, too, like, if, you know, if there's light, yeah, it's easier to navigate, right? But, like, if it's very bright, no, no, thank you. Like, it's hard to see in the dark, at least for me. Um, I know it is for you, too, like.
1: Yeah. I typically don't wear sunglasses because they make my very low vision even lower. Since I brightness is good for me.
0: Oh, okay. So So basically, they they dim your. Okay.
1: It's making things worse. Oh. You know, people are like, "Oh, it's so bright out! You need to wear sunglasses." I'm like, "I'm fine." You know, it doesn't affect me.
0: Yeah, no. For me, I like if it's very bright. Like, no, I need something to like dim it down because it hurts. It's painful. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I will wear sunglasses when appropriate.
1: Gotcha. Yep. I, I get that. I do have the, the problem with that a lot of people have who have Can't think today. Macular degeneration, where it's hard to adjust from light to dark or dark to light, Mm -hmm. going from inside to outside and vice versa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are people who are even more light sensitive than I am, and for them, it's extremely difficult to adjust.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be hard because. I explained to people that, like, for you and others we know, it's literally painful. Light Mm -hmm. sensitivity. Yeah, like,
0: depending on, for me, it's depending on how bright it is. Like, okay, if I'm in a dark room and if somebody turns on the light without telling me, then yeah, it's gonna hurt Mm -hmm. my eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And camera flashes. Yep. I I can understand that
0: oh my god like I was at a party um this past summer and they had like this really big like um it was like studio like like photography ca- cameras with like the lights okay and they were like coming by and like taking pictures like at oh. each table and I was just like Oh my god, like it hurts, you know?
1: Does it give you headaches?
0: Yes, it depends. Yeah, bright light can give me headaches, depending on how bright it is, yeah.
1: Well, speaking of brightness, I learned this on Jeopardy, and then I looked into it more. There is something called snow blindness, and it's basically what we just talked about with the sun reflecting off the snow and the medical term is photo let's see if I can pronounce this photogrititis and it can be caused by natural or artificial sources it is basically a sunburn of the cornea oh, wow inflammation of the cornea, mm-hmm. to not have this happen, you can wear UV bright goggles. That's why you see a All lot the UV of UV bright. Gear. Yeah, like sometimes they're yellow. A lot of skiers wear them, and I used to think they wore them because so the snow won't fly into their face. But that could be a reason. I mean, I'm not an mm. expert. But also, it's for it's for this reason, and they need to be UV ray sun sun goggles. Um, you need UV ray sunglasses or a mm-hmm. welder's helmet with for UV rays.
0: Um, oh, wow.
1: And it's not permanent typically; just temporary. Right. They- But I thought that was really interesting. I never knew there was a term. I never knew that that, that was something to watch out for. Mm -hmm.
0: Anything else you want to discuss? Um, let's see.
1: I'm glad that buses are heated. Oh yes, I just wish that
0: bus um bus shelters were.
1: I know, I know that I've been to Minneapolis before, and sometimes they have the heat lamps in the bus shelters, and but a lot of times work though. A lot of times they're broken, and so I just wish like the city would take account of us more not just focusing on roads and getting places. And mind you, I get that. I get drivers wanting to have highways that connect and things like that. But it irks me when they focus on repaving roads that just make it worse. There is a road in here in the city I live in that they've paved like a dozen times and it's like driving on a roller coaster and they've actually also have redone the bricks on the crosswalks and maybe it's cuz they were cracked I don't know but to me it's like stop focusing on how things look maybe it's just the blindness part in me but please focus more on bus travel warming, you know, making the bus shelters warm with heat lights. Mm-hmm. Focus on the people who are in the minority for once. Mm-hmm. That's just my rant. <laughs> yep. That's all I have.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't really have a lot either. But, um, should we go?
1: Yes. Sure.
0: Alrighty then, folks. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this short and sweet episode. I hope that you guys learned a lot. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to slide in our DMs on Twitter and on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Um, You could also email us. Uh, Give us that email, Kimberly.
1: This is what blind looks like. Pod at gmail.com and don't forget our Patreon
0: yes don't forget the Patreon subscribe and we'll definitely um post on there uh, as much as we can um and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time bye